Hello and welcome to An American in Shenzhen, a Westerner's guide to travel in post-COVID China. I'm your host, Paul Crutcher. It's my pleasure to be here with you, sharing experiences of my recent journey to China and providing some tips and tricks for those who might be traveling to the Far East sometime soon. Uh, traveling to China can be challenging, to say the least. And for those of us in the West, there are many unknowns when preparing for travel to China. And quite frankly, it can be scary and intimidating. What I found personally was that the fear of the unknown, all of the hype, the travel warnings, the negative news headlines, dire predictions from family, it all melted away as I made my way through Shenzhen City on a trip to Dunguan, in public tra transportation like Didi and by train, on a long cross-country flight with Air China, and finally from my stay in Shanghai, a city of 27 million people where I was by myself on my own to figure things out. Now look, I'm no expert. I'm not going to pretend to be, but I will be bringing on some guests, my colleagues from China. A few friends, some born uh, in China, now living here in the U.S., and some who were born here in the U.S. but have lived and worked in China. They speak the language. They had a Chinese driver's license. They can certainly add to the experience of this podcast, and they've agreed already. We'll have some great guests as we roll along. Now, the goal for the podcast series is to keep these episodes around 25 to 30 minutes in length. That's the target. We may vary from that at times, especially depending on guest interviews. We'll try not to interrupt engaging conversations for sure, but my commute each morning is about that length of time, and it works well for me when podcasts wrap up in about that time frame. Not that I don't like the long haul podcast as well, but uh, that's what we're going to shoot for. No promises. We'll see how this rolls. I also want to say that I certainly know there are a thousand journeys, hundreds of destinations. China is a massively populated country. It's huge. And just because my trips have gone a certain way, that doesn't mean that yours will. I get that. But there are some basic travel preparations that you can have. Tips on how to pay for things. That's important. How to book a DD for your commute and not stiff the driver on your first ride like I did. Uh, <laughs> we got him paid eventually. But yeah, I stiffed it because I didn't know the uh, process. But I do now. And that's what I'm going to share with you. How to buy a train ticket. How to get through the uh, train station. How to use your cell phone once you land in your city of destination. VPNs. What to do on a 14 and a half hour flight. You're going to freeze. How to function when you've been awake for 27 hours and then you find out you have an eight hour layover. Not cool, LAX. Uh, meal etiquette for hot pot and beyond. Social interaction do's and don'ts. These are the kind of things that we're going to be covering. I have a long list of them and uh, we'll do our best to get to all of that. And the best part is we'll take your questions along the way as well. So sit back and relax and let's start this week's episode. This is An American in Shenzhen. Welcome to episode one, The Road Ahead. As we kick off this podcast series, I wanted to spend our first episode with a brief summary of my recent trip to China. This occurred in late spring of 2023. My goal here is to make things easier for those of you contemplating a trip to China. Take away some of the fears, tell you what I saw and experienced on my trip. And just to fill you in on details to help you make informed decisions as you consider your own travel plans. This podcast will also hopefully describe what a transformational experience I had. And this is as deeply moving and powerful of a thing as I've ever experienced in my entire life. It's hard to quantify. 
Uh, but when I say that my life was genuinely changed for the better on what I thought was going to be just an amazing business trip to an exotic faraway place, I was in for much more than that. And I'm going to try my best to describe that experience over the course of our episodes. My life was changed for the better during this journey. It's beyond travel tips. It's beyond tricks. Hopefully, it is the heart of this podcast as we move forward. Uh, for citation purposes, I'll be drawing from a 30-page journal, which I kept during my trip. As the days went by, I wound up experiencing so many things, much more than I could keep up with, with pen and paper or a Word document. So I started using my audio recorder on my iPhone just to journal as I walked, because I walked a lot. Uh, just trying to remember each experience. And there were so many. For example, on the first weekend of my trip, I was out on a long walk near the bay. This is in Shenzhen City. My goal was to get to a the large uh, Bay Glory Ferris wheel. It's 128 meters tall. And you can see it from our office complex. And uh, I just wanted to try to get there on a, on a long walk early in the morning. Construction would keep me from that. And we'll talk much more about the massive growth that's happening in Shenzhen throughout this series. But on that walk, in, in the middle of a park-like area with green grass on both sides and in the median, beautiful trees, the sun was rising, I saw this gorgeous little bird, a yellow belly, gray back, land in a tree just above me. And the call was like nothing I've ever heard before in, in the West. So for maybe a minute or two, I just watched and I listened. And I thought to myself, well, here's a Chinese bird. And it's singing a song I've never heard before in my life. And that could have been the best part of that whole day, just that simple moment of appreciation. So I wrote about it in my journal, and I'm sharing it with you now. And there's so many of those moments uh, that I'm going to share with you. Uh, just doing business while I was there, I used WeChat, especially the audio text version of WeChat, which archives so I can reference back to these conversations. I'll share some of that with you as well. I have experiences in my memory. I've got journal notes. I've got audio recordings. I have WeChat recordings. I have videos uh, that I shot, all to draw along with uh, tons of photographs that I took along the way. And these we'll be sharing in our video stream later and on TikTok and other social channels. I'll also be drawing from a book that was my primary source pre-trip, which was purchased a few weeks before I left on my journey. It is called China, The Essential Guide to Customs and Culture. It's written by Indre Balsiconte Huang and Kathy Flower. It's a small book, red cover, uh, but a great reference guide covering topics such as local customs and tradition, uh, the impact of history, religion and politics, eating and drinking, talks about Chinese style, uh, uh, do's and don'ts and taboos, business practices, many practical tips for managing the unexpected, and much more. I highly recommend picking up this book as you prepare for your trip and read it thoroughly. Before we leave you for this very first episode, let me give you a brief set of bookends uh, for this trip. It was my first visit to China, which gives me, I believe, some context, which I think could be useful for those who haven't been yet and are planning to go. Now, in episode two, we will uh, discuss the preparation, the visa application process, very essential. Uh, the flight breakdown, as it took me 27 hours to get from Tampa, Florida to Shenzhen City, 32 hours to get from Shanghai home. We'll dive into those details 
in the upcoming episodes. And I'll walk you through all of it, give you some practical tips to make your journey more tolerable, especially if you're not in business class with the, uh, you know, the lay down seats and the blinders and the, uh, <laughs> the sandals that they give you as well, the slippers. Uh, but once I landed, I checked into my apartment in the heart of Shenzhen City and finally got to sleep. I wanted to jump ahead to that next morning for one of those bookends. The sun's rising in the distance. I can see traffic on a busy street out my bedroom window. It's a shiny high-rise building across from me. And as is the case in most of Shenzhen, there's a construction crew working. I think I counted maybe 19 construction cranes that I could visibly see from my apartment. And they're working next door to that high-rise building across the street in what will most likely be another high-rise building. There's greenery, though, in the median and along the sides of the streets. I can see trees and grass down below. And I love that about Shenzhen City. They are prioritizing green spaces along with the massive growth happening. So as I begin my day, one of my work colleagues, his name is Levy, sends me a WeChat text saying, good morning and uh, welcome and letting me know that he's ordered breakfast for me that will be delivered to my room via a robot. Now, these robots will be delivering food for me. Uh, and for everybody in every apartment and hotel that I'll be in during my trip, I get very friendly with the robots. Uh, as the journey continues, they just hop on the elevator with you sometime. They're talking. I talk to them. It's, it's wild. Uh, as thankful as I am for breakfast uh, being on the way, I realize that I have absolutely no idea how to open my own front door of this apartment. The, do the knob does nothing. Won't It turns, but nothing happens. So there's a digital keypad, and I see, and of course, all the directions are in Chinese. So I'm stuck, breakfast is on the way, and I temporarily panic. My first thought is, why in the hell did I come to China? <laughs> I can't even open my own front door. Now later, I know I should have simply taken out my phone, used a translator app, taken a photo of the instructions, read the English instructions. I get that now, but I wasn't ready for that. On the first morning, I'd been uh, a very long trip, a no-sleep hangover. My eSIM card was not working. Uh, it was operator error. I'll talk about that later. My Alipay and WeChat were not set up properly. So there were some huge challenges to overcome right away in those first few days. And it was a sad moment, that, that experience of not being able to get my door open. But eventually, I figured it out. I pressed some buttons, figured it out. My sausage McMuffin was good. My McRice and noodles. You get McRice and a nice little McCup. It was a good breakfast. I was thankful for all that, but it was not a great start on my first full day. So let's compare that then with the last full day in China. Now I'm in one of the busiest cities in the world, Shanghai, 900 miles away from Shenzhen City, 8,000 miles away from my home in Tampa, a city of 27 million people in the heart of East Nanjing Road, which looks like Times Square, the Vegas Strip, had a mega baby. And it goes all the way down to a view of Pudan. And I'm looking to buy some authentic souvenirs for my family and friends. And I walked around and I asked directions from this very nice man sitting uh, on a, a scooter near a certain store. I asked him where that store was. He said to me, hop on. And, and in a few seconds, I'm riding on the back of this moped through the busiest streets I've ever seen in my life in Shanghai. Going through intersections, up on sidewalks, dodging cars. Not just dodging cars, leaning to dodge the mirrors of the cars. And I'm laughing the whole way. And he's laughing as well. The man thought it would be easier to just take me than try to give me directions. He wasn't trying to kill me. He was being very friendly. It was awesome. 
It's a long way for not being able to get out of my own hotel room on that first day. And let me say that 99.9% of the Chinese people that I met, that I interacted with, that I had a chance to talk with, to dine with, they were super nice. They were super helpful. They were super friendly. And I tried to show that to them as well. A friendly, smiling American face. I felt like, uh, in a way, uh, I was an ambassador at times. I'm a friendly American. I want to show that on my face. Since it's all nonverbal for me, most of the time that I'm there. So I saw three Westerners in Shanghai. I saw none, zero, not one other Western face during the entirety of my journey in both Shenzhen City and in Dongguan province. So it's a, a rarity and, and children do point at you and you know that you're being watched and you're judged in a way. Uh, so it was my mission to try to show uh, people uh, friendliness, politeness, show honor and respect to elders, uh, Ning Hao, uh, and to try and make people smile if I possibly could. And I really focused on that. And this paid off for me in so many ways. And, I, and I'm going to share with you one of my audio journals. I'm walking to meet my colleague. His name is Patrick. I'll refer to him often during this podcast. And Patrick has agreed to be a guest for me here. He's a, a marketing specialist by day, has a great sense of humor. He was born in China. Patrick traveled abroad for high school, staying in Canada. And then he attended college in California, he was, has a great perspective on life in Shenzhen City, and I, I can't wait for you to meet him. But I was, I was on my way to meet him at the train station as we were working on a Saturday meeting at a Starbucks to hammer out a couple of work projects for Lifen. As I walked, I was trying to capture a couple of experiences that had just happened coming down from my high-rise apartment. And here's the exchange recorded on my phone. There's so many little moments. There's so many little amazing moments that I want to remember. And I just don't have time to write, so we're walking to meet Patrick at the train station. It's probably a 15-minute walk, so we're going to talk while we walk, but without worrying out the battery. So I just came out of the hotel. A big movie shoot to my left, big movie shoot, umbrellas, uh, cranes, rigs. I saw it from up top this morning, but they blocked off the street in the busiest area where the food delivery drivers on mopeds go so all the mopeds are having to go around and I don't know how this crew is going to get anything done because they kind of come right through their area all right so stuff to remember before you forget that just there so I got in the elevator and a nice Chinese guy and he just smiles so big at me and he's just staring at me as we go down and he's it's like he looks really happy that I'm in the elevator just with him and uh, ni hao. And he said, ni hao. And, uh, and he says it again when we get to the bottom. It's just so sweet. And then I walk out the front door. I hold the door for the people behind me. And two ladies with their kids are outside. And they watch me do that. And then one of the little boys, uh, little tiny boy, just waves at me. And I wave back. And they both crack up laughing. So no language spoken. Full communication. And that's pretty cool. I love it. Had a great day yesterday at the factory. Uh, that was a long trip up there, but we had a nice Uber. Met at the office um, with the guys and went up by DD Premium. DD Premium. Thank you, thank you. Uh, DD Premium, which means leather seats. It was a nice Tesla. Good air. Not every DD has good air. And it's 100 degrees plus uh, because we're so 
tropics, so that was a good good trip up. Um, some of it looked like a regular drive, like you could be in California, and then some of it didn't look at all. A little more industrious when we got to the gate toll booth to get into Dong Guan. Guangdong is where the factory is. Dong Guan Guangdong. But then we wound up at this mall area to, to have a hot pot lunch, which was good with the guys. Uh, Patrick has his big electric longboard and it's heavy and it's awesome and it'll go for like 40 miles an hour. It looks dangerous to me like you'd kill yourself, but it was so cool. And he would zip around everywhere we went. He just wanted to ride because it's a weekend and they work so hard. So as part of the trip, he's also riding and having a great time. And uh, he's been so kind. He's so funny. Patrick is just a hilarious guy. He's witty. He's low key. He's so chill. He doesn't really get excited about anything. But then he cracks a one liner and it just it kills, kills me. And we get to work together every day, uh, whether I'm there or here. So, so that's a huge, that's a huge plus, plus to be able to work with somebody that's fun and, and witty and caring. He, he got worried about me yesterday because I was so dehydrated after the tour, 100 degrees in the factory with no air on because it's Saturday. So I'm, I'm toast. And we're trying to shoot marketing videos at every single station. So I am totally like toast by the time we get back here another hour and a half and uh and i can't even hardly function because i just can't uh just can't i can't function um so he was worried about me so he like guided me through dinner and uh i don't really know where i'm at i gotta find this uh I gotta find this train station. I see the pink bear. I know where the pink bear is. I suppose I need to go down again. Go down as much as you can go down if I'm going to the subway. So here's the escalator. So we're going down there. Yeah, I think this is it. I'm supposed to go to A though. This is not A. So we'll work this out. Now I eventually found that train station and everything was fine. And that's a sneak preview of my uh, trip to Dongguan as well. There's so much to share with you. I'm glad you joined me. This is the first episode. If you like the podcast, please share with anyone else you know of who might benefit or who might want to contribute. Uh, please leave any questions in the comments below. Be sure to like and subscribe. Until next time, I'm Paul Crutcher. This has been An American in Shenzhen, A Westerner's Guide to Travel in Post-COVID China. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.